0: From different places we all have different names no matter what life brings us jesus is the same we're just your methodist to the madness methodist to the madness hi i'm beth i'm tim i'm jessica and we're just your everyday methodist, methodist to, to, to the, the madness. madness oh wonderful You know, I listened back to our very first podcast. I thought we did pretty well, you know, and uh, I'm excited about what's going to happen today. Don't know. We've got some things on the agenda, but I think the agenda is like this crazy mountain. So we're going to be up and down. So, Tim, how are you doing? How have things been this past
1: week? Um, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, First thing I want to say is uh, I I thought your uh, crazy mountain analogy was uh, really good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, actually today was kind of interesting. I think I had some like sort of a, a food allergy to something I ate for dinner last night. I, I got some like packaged Turkey and I guess something, uh, in like the seasoning or something just made me like sick in general. Um, oh. and it was, it was kind of bizarre going about, uh, work when I was feeling like halfway able to focus, but Um, I did, uh, happen to experience a reminder for what I'm trying to incorporate in my life. Now, I, I had mentioned this in the, in the, our first podcast that I'm trying to meditate more. And so I had spent 10, I I just couldn't focus. Like it was impossible because of how, how I was feeling. Um, so I, uh, I meditated for 10 minutes. And then, uh, I actually was able to focus a lot better and eventually I started feeling better. Then, uh, I had the idea that maybe I could incorporate prayer, uh, before I meditate. So before this podcast, I, uh, I said a prayer to God and then I, uh, I meditated and, um, that was like a really nice thing. I also did a lot of other stuff. Like I, I opened my window and I I took a cold shower and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure about taking cold showers at night, though.
0: Well, you just have to go outside, find a hose, and then that's probably as close of a cold shower you can get at that yeah. point.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yes, indeed. Yeah. You could be out and hanging out with the plants and everything. And for you sure. Could, you could feel uh, connected with nature that way. Absolutely.
0: Um. <laughs> well, that sounds like a lot of like good realizations, but a lot of self-care this past week. So that's really good to hear. Beth, what about you?
2: this past weekend was the opening weekend for the community theater production by by birdie at antelope valley college um and pastor jim is one of the stars of the play he plays harry mcafee the father figure is that
0: also the person who started the uh software security program The very same, yes. McAfee, okay. That's about
2: antivirus
0: protection. (laughs) Gotcha.
2: This vehicle, in case anybody hasn't seen it, it's about the history of the the startup of McAfee Antivirus. It is not. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> wow,
1: you had me going there, Beth. I, I believed you.
2: <laughs> um. So I am not in this production. I was in the last one that Pastor Jim was also in, which was Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. But I am doing the props. And so you should go, if not for, you know, the wonderful singing and dancing, go for the props. Yes. Um
0: Props to you, Beth
2: to
1: me.
2: But I actually am really enjoying just doing one thing this time. Last time I was in the play and I was also doing props and that felt like way too much. This feels like it's just enough. I get to go and make sure all the props are situated. And while all the actors are running around changing their costumes and stuff, I'm kind of just, I'll help them if they need help. But Usually I'm just backstage crocheting.
0: (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun. It's
2: been fun. It's been so much fun for me. I get to hang out with the coolest people ever and with like very little of the pressure to actually like go on stage and fear that I might let them down. got a line or something.
0: Well, you are good because I did see you in that in the previous production that you were in. So I thought you did great. But if you're having more fun doing this, it's been so much fun.
2: it's so much less stress and pressure for me. I love that I get to be a part of it, but I don't have to carry around all the pressure. So that's been really good. You can come see it next weekend, too. Uh, There's a Friday night, Saturday night and Sunday matinee.
0: I'll be going next uh, Saturday. I've got my mom and stepdad coming into town. So we're going to take them to that as well.
2: Awesome. That's when my family is going to be there. Are you going to the pre-show, the car pre-show with the Yep. Burgers? I'm making my family do that too. So I
0: thought you were going to say I'm making the burgers. I am not <laughs>
2: making people <laughs> eat the burgers.
1: Awesome. Oh, you know what I just thought of? Uh, you know how I mentioned something about the water and stuff like that? We're talking about Bye Bye Birdie. You know, maybe one of us could have a bird bath or something. No.
0: <laughs> there will be complimentary bird baths for those that show up between <laughs> noon and 5 p.m. And five, I love it. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, is this another, uh, not necessarily giveaway, but something we are giving to the audience who are <laughs> listening yes. to our podcast?
2: It's <laughs> baptism <weekend> by Bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it always has something to do with animals, you know? Yes. Like rollers for dogs, bats for birds. So. Yes. <laughs> for next week, weird animal giveaway. Yes. Yeah. We're not giving away the weird animals.
0: Well, I just got back from uh, Steamboat Springs. I went to Colorado last Thursday um, until... Well, my flight came in about 12 and then I got home by one or something. But my brother ran a 100 mile race. Uh, It's the Run Rabbit Run Ultra Marathon. And he's been doing ultras for probably over 10 years. And I figured the closest I'm going to get to that is by being his crew where I just drive The 100 miles, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, And so, but this last one was pretty crazy because before we started the race... We looked over all of the aid stations. Uh, my mom, I came out there with my mom. Uh, she lives in Iowa. And so we met my brother out there. So my mom and I had read over the aid stations where we were supposed to go. We thought we understood everything until that day that he was supposed to run. And we realized that the first aid station we were supposed to go to was actually a four-mile hike to get to it with a 900-foot elevation gain. Oh, And then we wow. had to walk it down the mountain and so uh we had about 30 pounds of his you know chicken broth his you know we brought cans of soup for him because we don't know what he's gonna want to eat his granola bars like just all these things that are available to him it ended up being like three and a half miles felt like 20 but uh and then (laughs) we hiked down so I think I did a total of uh nine and a half miles that day of walking around which was insane but at hit the 44th mile so he's at 44.5 miles we saw him about 10 o'clock ten thirty, and he wasn't looking good he oh. thinks he slipped two of his discs running oh. down this hill and so he said <laughs> at one point he found a log and just laid down and turned his light off because he was in so much pain. Wow. So one of the bonuses of this is that I gotta go to bed before midnight. <laughs> and I was expecting <laughs> to go to bed at like Four in the morning, uh, <laughs> and so he. We took him home. He had to drop from the race, but he made it forty-four point five miles. Which I don't know about you, but I've never run that far. Mm. Um, and uh, and he's already done this race twice, so he's already technically, you know, he's already a winner. Why so- would he do it again then? <laughs> <laughs> Once would be the
2: only time I would do it. Once, right. And- Right. Forget to that train it? and it would be horrible. And I would be like, I'm never doing this again. That's what I did with the Spartan, which is not a hundred miles, but oh, I, those did are cool. Spartan, I didn't train and I was like, I am not a person who does fitness as a hobby. Never <laughs> <did> that <again."
0: laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's that and is brother. an excellent
1: question, Beth. And yeah, yeah. The, the other thing that I wanted to say is um so there was this one time. I, I think it was actually when I was going to. I'm going to the young adult um, life group, and um, I I was going to go to the place that we were going to meet, and I looked it up on Google Maps, and uh, it read five hours, and I'm <laughs> like, wait. Or am I going to a life group like five hours away or something like that? But but it turns out that I just had it set for walking. That's how long it
0: would take
2: me <laughs> to get before. there
1: if I walked.
0: Tim, I'm glad you maybe. brought up uh, your life group because I'd like to go ahead and kind of dive into Beth's ministry moment, which I just figured maybe we should come up with like a little tune that says something about best ministry moment and it's like be a rap and it's like this cool jazz like Ooh. music oh uh, you so know not a rap because that's because when i rapper. think of you beth i think of a sly saxophone for sure of a rapper
2: okay
1: That that is awesome
2: i share a birthday with tupac but
0: it's fine Oh right on, right on. (laughs) But But Beth, what do you what do you have for us this week? I'm excited to hear about your your ministry moment.
2: Well, I'm very excited to introduce someone who's going to tell us all about the ministries that we're highlighting this week. And you may know him as Pastor John, the associate pastor. But did you know that he's also in charge of the youth ministry and the young adult ministry? Pastor John, why don't you introduce yourself or, no, I already did that. Why don't you tell us about the ministry? (laughs)
3: I was waiting for the air horn to go off. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> hey,
1: there's the air horn right there. <laughs> <I> was,
3: <laughs> yes, that is true. I am Pastor John. I'm also uh I also do help with the youth ministry and the young adult ministry, which is an amazing, amazing time. I mean, it keeps me on my toes working with youth with the youngsters. As they call them, they and uh,
2: the, the youngins
3: <laughs> we call them the youngins, <laughs> and we're not going to go beyond that because I want to stop laughing.
2: And that's why you're such a good youth and young adult. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. so yes, uh, thank you for that, Beth. So as far as youth ministry is concerned, uh, we have an incredible group of of middle school and high school kids that are. Part of our church, in fact, uh, speaking of introductions, you may not know this, but actually, uh, Jessica, who is one of, of these, <laughs> <wah.
0: laughs> I figured I do like it, too, guys. Come yes, on. you do. Can <laughs> <laughs> you just
2: add in later? <laughs> uh,
3: Jessica also uh, helps with our youth ministry, she's one of our leaders, um, and and uh, we're excited because uh number one, we were looking for uh some more diversity in our leadership. We had pretty much all dudes. And uh and so, and so yes, go ahead, Jessica. So in ahead. other words, you need a dub, right? So so in
0: that in that way, just add someone who's part of the queer community to add to that.
3: Yes. yes. We needed because we, we're all straight dudes too, so we needed some diversity <laughs> in that sense dudes. as well.
2: It said straight white dudes.
3: Yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're we're working on expanding uh, representation, uh, and also I love the fact that Jessica is a musician, and so she's going to be able to help lead some music, uh, some worship music in her uh, youth ministry, which is you know, lacking because I am not gifted in that area. So we're excited for that. Uh, we're next Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday, I should say, we are beginning a new series that's called Who Do You Say That I Am? It is a curriculum that's put out by the Fuller Youth Institute, which is uh, a subset of Fuller Seminary, where I got my seminary degree in the beautiful town of Pasadena. And uh, this uh, curriculum helps explore the questions that every teenager is asking, which is who am I? And uh, there's often a a whole multi-layered set of questions that go along with that. Who am I racially, ethnically, culturally, religiously, uh, even when it comes to your own family and things like that. I mean, there's just so many layers Uh, that you are unpacking as a teenager as you discover your own sense of identity and your own independent thinking and independent way of life and stepping into your your skin and trying to become more comfortable with who you are and loving yourself more. That is kind of what we'll be doing for, for basically all of fall. Very excited about that. And then for young adult ministry, we meet once a month. It started out as a life group. And has morphed into a a camaraderie of wonderful friends. We have a, we spread a wide net, as I've mentioned in church, it's anywhere from 18 or college age all the way up to 35. And don't tell anybody, but there's actually been people in our youth, in our young adult ministry that's been over 35. <laughs> uh, that also includes me. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, that, I thought you were a, almost
0: going to say in your, in your uh, youth group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
3: yeah. There's, there's just people that just, you know, they don't want to grow up. They're like Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's um, awesome. I was just
2: going to say, probably something like you might be able to get away with being in the young adult group with that baby face of yours.
3: <laughs> Boyish good looks. <luck>, so. <laughs> we you know the real truth. Yes, and you know the real we truth.
2: We really That's are. Right. We've removed <laughs> that Scooby-Doo, mask. <Matt. laughs>
3: but anyway, all that to say, we've got a great group of young adults where we, we've got more that continue to be added to our group. And I'm I am trying to organize a retreat, a half-day retreat in October that hopefully will come to pass, um, but uh, maybe a little getaway. There's an abbey. There's a little Catholic retreat center kind of close to where Pear Blossom is, and it's supposed to be really beautiful, and it's out in the middle of nowhere, which I love. So uh, that may be something that's happening in the near future as well.
0: Hey-oh. Hey. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Th- thank you for sharing that, John.
2: I was just going to ask if you had any updates in your life that you'd like to share with us. That's oh, well, thank you for asking. Very welcome. Um,
3: yeah. I don't know who listens to this. Um, so we have uh, about
2: six, six million subscribers. Uh, subscribers. Anywhere okay. between two and six million subscribers.
3: As in two people and six million or two between two million and six million. Two. Two. Between two, two people, people and six million,
2: oh, people. <laughs> six million That is correct.
3: Well, yeah. I well, understand. Just in case there's six million people listening, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm, a, I'm a father of two kids. And one of them, we just uh, just gave birth to Cordy just gave birth to. Um, and uh, she is an amazing, beautiful human being. Her name is Liliana. She is almost six weeks old. And I am constantly in awe, looking at her, uh, just develop before my very eyes. It's pretty amazing. Um, so there's that going on in my life, and and also lack of sleep, which leads to delirium. So. If I don't make any sense in this podcast. Apologize.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm enjoying. Hey, I'm enjoying hey, the John.
1: Podcast. John, it's okay because uh, at least you didn't get nauseous from uh, turkey. That was right. Yeah, this purposes. is a different type
3: <laughs> of delirium. <laughs> yes, um, we're we're all actually dealing with a different type of delirium. You know, Jessica is just coming back from running a hundred miles next to her brother. Uh, <laughs> you know, Tim yeah, with bearing, food poisoning. The golf clubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but um, there's that going on. And then also, um, this past weekend actually was amazing. It was kind of like Cordy and I's first time out in a while since we having a kid. So, uh, Cordy's mom is graciously living with us. And so, we went out and saw Bye Bye Birdie on Friday, which was amazing. Opening night, it was incredible Um, and loved it. We got like, we're in the second row. So, literally in like spitting distance,
1: you know, it's like.
0: I hope yeah. you got, felt, those, spit on the you got those pastor seat hookups, didn't
3: you? <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> that's right. I don't think I don't think you got spit on, Pastor John. I think uh, maybe it had something to do with the bird bath. Maybe that's how you got
3: wet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it was actually the personal bird bath that I brought with me. I thought you were supposed to bring a bird bath, not get one. Why um, no
2: and you thought yeah. that was bring your own bird bath?
3: Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> bring your own bird bath. <laughs>
3: so, um. <laughs> And then also on Saturday, I, I, I got to go bowling, which what? I hadn't been bowling in, like, years. Wow. It was crazy. So we, we got together with one of Cordy's college friends and her family and went bowling, and it was a lot of fun. What was know. the high score amongst the group? Uh, I, I was I, – the second game we played, I was, like, on a hot streak. I had, like, three spares and a strike all in a row, and I'm, like, feeling really good by myself.
1: Wow. Yeah. Then
3: her – Cordy's – Friend's husband got on a hot streak of his own, and just hitting like kept hitting strikes, and so he ended up getting 155, which was the high score what? for the for a group. Wow. So. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I think my score was like 130, so I was so happy with that. I was happy. That's pretty, with that, so.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, pretty hey, good. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think yeah. that's higher than uh, my best game as an adult. I I probably bowled like a 110 or a 115 or something. And John, that maybe maybe you could set up some sort of bowling event uh, for uh, Palmdale UMC or something. That I think that would be fun.
0: <laughs> bowling tournament amongst PUMC the whole church. The whole church. We just rent out the entire bowling alley. We have a tournament. <laughs> I thought that to be like a third part
2: to that plan.
0: But I was thinking, well, we could just start gambling because that's what you do with a church,
3: right? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's funny. <laughs> there was actually the bowling alley that we went to in Santa Clarita. What actually had a um a, a horse race. Bet oh section. wow like oh, a little okay. bar where you could bet on the horse races yeah <laughs> oh, wow. i didn't do it because i'm not into horse races or betting but uh yeah. it was there
0: i've never really got into the understanding of gambling much it just seems like <laughs> how much do you want to throw out the window
2: i get very bored <laughs> very easily and now i have to sit through this whole race No,
3: thank you. <laughs> oh you know actually sorry i don't mean to interrupt you beth and I realized I just did. It's like, it's like but me that apologizing so, to make up. That so, it. It's like when you take when you take a bite of food of somebody's plate while and while you're eating it, you're asking, "You don't mind if I eat this, do you?" Um, but so I went bowling once and. I'm realizing I'm probably hijacking this podcast, so I apologize.
1: <laughs> oh, <you're telling> me.
3: <laughs> but I went bowling once and um, with a friend of mine and on our way there, we see we're listening to this song and it's a tr- it was a song by train and I'd never heard it before. And it didn't sound like train. And my friend was like, oh, yeah, this is train. I'm like, this is not train. He's like, yeah, you want to bet? I'm like, I would bet anything. It's like, all right. Let's bet. Uh, if you, lo- if you- if whoever loses pays for the for the bowling. I'm like, okay, done. And we looked it up, and it was trained. And so I had to pay for Aww. bowling. But then when we got there, we we <laughs> my friend bowled two strikes in a row, and I'm like, there's no way in the world you would ever bowl a third one and get that turkey. And oh, he's no. like, what do you want to bet? And I was, I was like, well, it's better. It's like because me and him and his wife would always go out to dinner and 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 or, you know, brunch or whatever. And and so I was like, let's bet dinner. And so uh, if we if, you know, if I lose, then I'll pay for everyone's meal, including yours and your wife's. And if you lose, then you pay for mine. And and he and he bowled a strike.
0: I was thinking when we could go uh, bowling with you. Pastor John, that way we can at least walk away with maybe a new car. <laughs> <Yeah. cues. laughs>
3: I, I learned my lesson about betting at that point, and I decided to have a little less confidence in my, mm-hmm. you know, betting but, skills.
2: Yeah. yeah. Before or after. You had to go to Gamblers Anonymous
3: for your addiction. That was after, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Take away, just don't
1: do it. One thing that has to do with, uh, wait, no, this doesn't have to do with gambling. But what you could do instead of gambling is you could go to the dollar store and you could buy like 60 or $100 worth of stuff at the dollar store. And, uh...
0: And still you know, lose sixty dollars.
1: Yeah, like yeah, throwing your
0: money away in a different way.
1: <laughs> yes, that's, that's going to true. target
0: for some Kleenex and walking away with a new outfit, <laughs> PlayStation, and some socks, and then having to go back yes. in because you forgot the Kleenex.
2: Yep, and probably a stroller for dogs was thrown in there. I don't know.
1: <laughs> for stroller sure. For dog. It was, was it part of the giveaway or? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I wanted to, you know, since we've got the professional in the house, I figured we could, <laughs>
1: Pastor
0: John, if you're okay with sticking around for some sermon feedback, too bad you didn't do the sermon on Sunday, because then the feedback would definitely be different.
3: Uh, yeah, right. You, know, feet, yeah. you put my feet to the hot coals and really, um, oh, yeah. you know, get down to the nitty gritty problems in my sermon. Yes.
2: Yeah. We have to wait. <laughs> To interview Pastor Jim until it's one of Pastor John's sermons. Is I that think that that would probably be fair. fair.
1: It I seems fair. <laughs> and, um, that sounds like a really good idea. Yeah.
3: yeah. Although I will say, actually, I love feedback. I love when people tell me uh, what they got from the sermon or questions that they had. Wow. It definitely helps me develop my sermon writing skills. And it's just always interesting to hear, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Um.
3: So, yeah. I'm not afraid of feedback, all that to say.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it gets loud. But (laughs) 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 so we had the very last week of Pastor Jim's sermon series. Wait, what? And so this one, uh, we were able to talk about the sacrifice of Isaac and so we were able to kind of learn more about genesis 22 1 through 14. and so i'm curious what everybody's takeaways were from this past series uh
3: this was the last and as jessica mentioned this is the last of the sermon series called wait what difficult passages in the bible it's a passage from genesis 22 that's the story about uh abraham who was asked by god uh to make his only son well his only biological or his own one of his only children Isaac uh a uh to make him a sacrifice uh a a burnt offering uh, up on top of the mountain and it's um he prefaces it with a little bit of the backstory about how Abraham is supposed to be this father of many nations a spiritual father um and he's been uh promised uh to He's been made a covenant, God makes a covenant with Abraham and promises to do great things through him, but in turn asks God to trust him into this great unknown, and sort of the apex of that great unknown is asking Abraham to take his son Isaac up on top of the mountain and sacrifice him. And of course, it is one of the most difficult passages in the Bible, and uh, and that is kind of a bird's eye view of kind of the main idea of the sermon.
0: I thought this was pretty interesting in terms of, you know, when he used the reference about testing and how people can see that as God testing us through things. And I know I've referenced that in my own life where I've always thought, Oh, God's just testing me. But I, I like how my mindset was, was changed on that in terms of just trusting God through everything and knowing that He's going to provide. And anytime I feel like it's a quote, I'm going to use Beth's quote unquote, (laughs) like a test of some sort, it's more so an opportunity to show your trust in God and your continuous faith that He will provide. And one thing I, I wanted to kind of expand on a little bit, and I know that some people who have heard our first podcast were curious with kind of how we ended up at Palmdale, Palm well, Palmdale, Palmdale uh, United Methodist Church, and and this this really fit in terms of God providing and trusting that I'm where I'm supposed to be, sort of thing. You know, Amber and I have only been at the church for one year. I think it's officially one year that we've been attending the church this September in person. And I was looking through my devotion notes from almost a year prior to that. It was when we first moved out to this area and we had no community. We had nobody around us and we had just moved to the middle of nowhere and really wanted God to provide a sense of community to us. And we knew that where we lived was exactly where we wanted to be, just how much peace it brings us, et cetera. You know, after listening to the sermon, I realized how much I trusted God and Him leading me and always putting on my heart to just watch the YouTube, you know, videos from from this church. And little by little, I just waited for, you know, Amber to ready to go back to church. We hadn't been to church for a while because we didn't feel supported as, you know, a lesbian couple to go back to church. After listening for a while, we finally took that step to go to Palmdale United Methodist Church. And it was that Sunday that they were, you know, everybody was doing communion. And I remember getting really emotional receiving, you know, the bread of life and the blood of Christ, because I don't think you guys realized how long it had been since I was accepted and could receive that. And I just got super emotional feeling welcomed again and knowing that I could be with God and be with others who loved God as well. And one year later, you know, here I am. And we feel like we have been totally blessed with a community and God has completely provided and then some, you know, and so it's just a wonderful thing to Trust God's plan and know that he's going to provide through everything. And it's not a test. It's an opportunity. That was, I think, my biggest takeaway this week.
2: Jessica, I find it really hard to believe that you've only been going to our church for a year. I feel like forever from the first, I think I first met you in choir. And the first moment that we met, it was like we were besties, just cracking dumb jokes and making each other laugh. And that's the way it's been since then. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. It seemed like you had been at this church for like 10 years or something, Jessica. Like, it, yeah. you just, it, it, you seem like you're just so at home. And it just, every time, like, what we see you in the church, it's just like, like, and, and especially considering that like you're, you're leading one of the youth groups now and, and you're in the, uh, you're, you're providing music in the, uh, the worship team. I mean, there's just so many things that you're doing. Um, so that, that's just really cool. And I, I also think your testimony was just honestly a beautiful testimony. And I'm, I'm really so glad that you found, um, this church to be, um, like your, your church home basically after not having one for a while. And, and yeah. that it was a really, like, emotional, um, like, moment for you to experience communion again for the first time. That's that's just, like, really cool. I'm, I'm glad you shared that with us.
3: Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I uh, w- At one of our young adult gatherings for our life group, uh, if you're not a part of the life group, uh, it's not too late, first of all. Uh, yeah. Pastor Jim always puts together these wonderful um you know, life group, Bible study guides that have some icebreaker questions at the beginning. And and one of them was something to the effect of, have you ever felt like you didn't belong or something like that? Um, and that's when I heard your story for the first time and kind of realized that you had been out of church for like a decade. And it wasn't because, you, you know, you didn't want to be, it's because you didn't feel welcomed and you felt like an outcast felt like you didn't belong. And to me, that's the fact that you have now found a community of faith where you do belong makes my heart so happy. And um, I think that's kind of what we try to aim for here at the church is we want people to have a sense that they belong here, not just tolerated, not just accepted, but like full blown, like you're part of the family and come on in, and we want you to feel like you are celebrated. You know, like that everything about you is celebrated. So, I love that.
1: Yes, yeah, that that's awesome, Pastor John. Um, that's really special um, that you said that. And um, I I can I can say the same about myself. Like I I feel like I belong at in Palmdale United Methodist Church, and um and that it's really interesting that you captured it that way. That not not that uh, you're tolerated or just merely accepted, but but you you belong in. Uh, so a sense of belonging, that I think that's really powerful.
2: I was just, I just heard somewhere, or maybe it was Brene Brown. It feels like it was Brene Brown that I'm mm-hmm. reading, that there's a difference between belonging somewhere and fitting in. And like when you try to fit in with a group, you're trying to change yourself so you mm-hmm. can, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, we're accepted in that group. But if you feel like you belong, you don't have to change yourself. You're being, you're being accepted for who you are already and and so i really like that i i feel like i also belong to the church and i'm not just trying to fit in and hope that nobody you know catches on that i'm not (laughs) like like
3: discover the real beth i know (laughs) um if i could bring that full circle or not full circle but if i tie another tie in maybe there is that um you know abraham and sarah they Sarah's barren for many many years. They get to the point where they think they're never going to have children. Um, you know, and then this child of promise comes along, Isaac. Um and it's kind of, you know, that what you were just talking about, Jessica, that God often will lead us through that period of barrenness or that period of of the desert where we feel like we're just kind of empty, you know, and then God takes us through that to the place where he can provide us. Um, And so sometimes God being a provider doesn't necessarily mean right away. It doesn't necessarily mean exactly as you want it, uh, but God will provide in the end. That is kind of that testimony.
2: I think about that all the time, all the time. Um, I'll pray for something and God makes it happen. Is it the way? that i envisioned it happening (laughs) no not even a little bit (laughs) and and sometimes after i'm scratching my head i'm like i i did it i didn't mean it like that but (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. thanks god um Mm -hmm. but yeah but he does provide it's just sometimes not in the way it's it's like that song. You can't always get what you want, The Rolling yeah. Stones. But you'll, but you can try sometimes. But you might find you get what you need, and that's what God does for us. He gives us what we need, and not necessarily
1: mm. what we want. Speaking from like the point of view of like testing versus providing, right? Um, it seems to me that every time in my life that uh, God provides a test for me or essentially just like something that is stressful, something that I feel tested in some particular way, like whether it's like I, myself emotionally, spiritually, and so forth. Um, I, I end up a better person every single time, especially if um, I I reach out to God in those moments. And um, it just ends up being like a valuable experience that, uh, just like Abraham, uh, he he was tested and um, found that his his faith was so powerful. And so, in those uh, periods where where I'm I, I feel tested, I I, I notice that I, I I hang on to my faith uh, more and more strongly, and it just makes me a much better person.
2: I did have some thoughts. So I remember reading. I this must have been. When I first started um, scripture journaling at POMC, it was probably 2018, 2019. Um, For the listeners who don't know, uh, Pastor Jim is a firm believer in scripture journaling. And you can pick up a scripture journaling starter packet at church if you want. And it basically lists um, how you can read the entire Bible in a year and and it'll start on and and it doesn't go in order it 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 jumps around pastor jim made a whole thing you should check it out but anyway so i was doing the scripture journaling and going in order of the list and i came across this passage it was probably in 2018 or 2019 And the first time I read it, I was horrified. I was like, I can't believe that God's just asking Abraham nonchalantly to sacrifice, you know, his his son. And Abraham doesn't even question it a little bit. He's just like, well, if that's what God wants, that's what I'll do. And I was thinking, I don't know, could just so nonchalantly be like, well, let's go. We're going to go take a hike. I can't tell you where we're going, Isaac. And um,
1: that is interesting. Yeah.
2: And but then, you know, this was several years ago. This I had probably, you know, five years ago, I had a nine year old boy and an 11 year old boy. And now I have a 14 year old boy and a 16 year old boy. And I was thinking. The only now let me just
0: who would you sacrifice beth everyone let me, wants to know let me
1: just
2: this by saying that i love both of my children very much but um the teenage years are hard they're really
1: hard <laughs> so I was thinking,
2: wow i bet abraham you know i bet isaac must have been a 16 year old boy and isaac was like yeah, I think I think we can do that now at this if I have to do this attitude one more time. If he talks back to me one more time, I, that's it. I'm sacrificing him to God. And so um that's probably what he was thinking and then when God brought it up and it was God's idea, was like all right, let's do this. And Yeah. So I'm not going to sacrifice my firstborn, but you know, yes. I understand a little bit why one might be to do that. I have a friend who when her kids are driving her driving her crazy, she says she's gonna sell them for parts. <laughs> this is just the one step above. Nice. And you said you're the children's ministry director. that, And Sal said the same thing to me when I told him that. And yes, I am the children's ministry director. That's yes. kindergarten through fifth grade. Yes. Once they're sixth grade and above, they're youth. So go to the youth ministry. They're out of my hands. So you don't have to worry parents who let your children spend time with me in the children's ministry
0: refreshing that's good to hear and
2: i only sacrifice my own children never others
0: yes
3: (laughs) you know um on a more well first of all i love everything you're saying especially (laughs) that my wife being a middle school teacher (laughs) like you know i hear stories all the time so and uh i know that one day julian and liliana will get to that age uh but until then i'm just enjoying their uh you know, mostly respectful demeanor towards me, so I'm just uh, relishing in that but, um I want their respect <laughs> but i want go I want to go <laughs> back to what you were saying, Beth, because you know, honestly, first of all, I think you're approaching this the text very honestly, which I love because Pastor Jim mentions in his sermon how you need to acknowledge your feelings about something and let them be known. Um, I, that's the only way to read scripture, honestly, I think. Um, and so for me, this is definitely has been one of the hardest passages for me to wrestle with. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? I have the same questions as Beth does. Um But one of the things I loved about Pastor Jim's sermon, and I thought there was a lot there to think about and a lot there to a lot of interesting things. But when he talks about uh, when he quotes Rob Bell's book, how and sort of situates it culturally where Abraham was, you know, in a time and a place where child sacrifice was actually a slightly normal thing at an all time high, just hard to believe (laughs) Yeah, it's all time high. It's like mind-boggling to even imagine that. It's like it's also kind of gut-wrenching, but um it was would have been all that odd or, or strange. And I and as he's kind of unfolding some of that history, it made me think, you know, I wonder if maybe this test from God is to show Abraham that he is not that type of God that would demand a sacrifice. You know like you, I know that this is what you have come to hear from your neighbors over in Canaan, and I know that this is kind of what's kind of been accepted here and there, but uh I wanted to get you to the point where I help you to understand that that is not. Who I am. In fact, uh, I'm the opposite. I am the provider in the situations where you feel the most powerless. I
2: think it's weird that <clears throat> God is trying to prove to Abraham that He's not a God who's going to test you by testing him, and then at the very last second, He's mm. like, "Just kidding. I wouldn't really make you do that. April fools." <laughs> you know. I just think like it. It would be like the one time Lucy didn't you know, pull the football away from Charlie Brown when he tried to kick it and God trying to prove that he's not testing us by still kind of testing us or Abraham, maybe not us. I don't think
3: I don't think I said that he's not trying to test us. I'm saying that he's not the God that requires a child sacrifice.
2: But but he's not the God that requires a child sacrifice by telling Abraham to sacrifice his child. And then he's like, I'm not a God who's about that, even though I told you to do exactly just that. And also, did Isaac even know that he was about to be sacrificed or was he just totally in the dark the whole time? I thought it was so funny to me that he had to carry his own wood up to be, you know, for the right. part Yeah,
0: That's kind of when they started when he started talking about Pastor Jim started talking about how there was no, I think you referenced from another book, how they didn't reference the sounds and the, you know, there was no additional, you know, scripture talking about anything other than, and he laid on the altar, you know? And it's like, well, what was Isaac doing on the altar?
1: <laughs> that,
2: was that was a summary of the
0: events.
1: Yeah. Right, yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was yep.
0: definitely,
1: yeah.
3: Well, okay. One other thought that just went through my mind, which you may or may not find acceptable. <laughs> um, I just okay.
2: would <laughs> sacrifice my teenager. So
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> oftentimes when we uh, are listening for God, right? Uh, sometimes we hear God clearly, and it in in retrospect, it also turns out that we were hearing God very clearly. Other times we think we were hearing God clearly, and then we co- we go along you know, down the road and we start to realize, Oh, you know what? Like I kind of got some of that wrong and I kind of misinterpreted some things along the way and God hung in there with me anyway. And God, you know, stayed with me through that journey. And, and I wonder, you know, is it one of those situations where maybe Abraham is thinking that he is hearing God perfectly clear? uh, And then he gets to the top because, because of, of his preconceptions that he may have inherited from neighbors about who God is and what God requires. Um, And keep in mind, you know, Abraham was called out by this mysterious God to go on this mysterious journey. He's still getting to know God and trying to figure out who God is and what God wants with him and his children and the generations to follow. And so I wonder if this is kind of a story about getting to being able to, to hear God more clearly and it gets to the top and the angel stops him and tells him, no, that's not what God wants. In fact, God has already provided a ram for you. Um, and so I wonder if this is kind of an analogy to the way that we are journeying with God. And as we um, walk along, God helps us to ha- through the power of his Holy Spirit, helps us to hear God more clearly along the way. Um, so I wonder if maybe perhaps that is one. that is my creative reading of the passage.
0: That doesn't um, sound realistic, Pastor that, John.
3: <laughs> that's so that. there's that. <laughs> no, I, like no I, that. I
1: I think that's really fascinating, and uh, when I think about my life, it, it does sort of seem like that, like. Uh, basically I I feel like God is leading me in one direction, but then all of a sudden he does like a switcheroo on me. Like, like, Oh, I was just like, yeah, totally wrong at that. But, but if I hadn't gone through that entire way in which I thought God was guiding my life, then I wouldn't understand like why uh, God switched it at the last minute. So, so yeah, I, I really like that analogy. That's really, that's really interesting and helpful.
3: I also, I said this at staff meeting, but I also think that as we read scripture From the beginning towards the end of the Bible, you you get all of these different revelations of God, right? And and they're contextualized into people's stories. But by the time you get to Jesus, who is the full revelation of God, um, and uh, helps us to even more clearly understand that God is love, um it, you you Jesus kind of becomes the better picture of all of this whereas Isaac had no say in any of this you know uh <laughs> Jesus uh willingly lays down his life uh and willingly gives everything uh to show God's love and to bring God's redemption into the world and to make room for resurrection life right uh, so I think when we hear Jesus's story, we start to see God in it more fully, right, and and more clearly. And maybe where some things got muddled along the way, where 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 we didn't quite get the fullest picture, we start to see it even more clearly. So
0: there's a lot from every single week that we've had the Wait What series that I think we've all been able to really dive into, better understand, but also gain a new perspective when we do read scripture you know and i think that's the continuous challenge for us is to continue reading scrip- scripture and and if we don't understand it question it you know think about what it, what is the meaning of this and um you know take a look at the perspective from what was happening in that time period versus reading it and then that is the truth for today
2: well Kind of speaking of, of that and, you know, interpreting things, um, Pastor Jim mentioned that a lot of what was going back on was they didn't know what was going to happen, like with their crops, like they didn't know if their crops were Mm going to grow. And he said that they, that was a source of anxiety for them. And so a lot of times they thought they were doing everything in their power to um help things go in their favor by sacrificing things so they can get like the crops and i was thinking about that and and it made me realize like no wonder mental health is is still a thing that we're struggling to destigmatize
1: <laughs> it's been going on for years <laughs> oh wow that's interesting and, like, their
2: their attempt at at trying and maybe they didn't even know that this was they they didn't the term mental health was probably never even thrown around back then but can you imagine I'm thinking like a commercial got anxiety have you tried sacrificing a lamb <laughs> but i think instead of doing that i'm just going to you know stick with my medication and the therapy. I think that's probably, (laughs) I
0: think your kids will be happier for sure. And and your husband will be happy as well. (laughs) And my 16 year old will live to see another day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) One thing I, I think we forgot to mention this in our check-in and update section, but if there's other ways that anybody wants to feel connected at the church, there's a lot of different things that we, you know, provide in terms of building your community. And that's, uh, I looked through the church calendar. So, P. John, let me know if there's any of these that are no longer existing or have not been updated. But Monday and Tuesday, the 8 a.m. online small groups. And then. That's the,
3: uh, that's the scripture journal.
0: Scripture journal. Yeah. yeah. scripture Yeah. And then for, you know, Wednesdays, I call that our packed house day uh, because at 530, we've got kids club, 6 p.m. We're back in the fellowship hall. uh, Food at first and the series of created for connection. And then after that, uh, bell choir is meeting at 7 p.m. So, you know, feel free to check out any of those on Thursdays. There's grief share. So if anybody's lost anybody, uh, grief share is from 6 to 8 p.m. in the fireside room and the praying with pastors is at noon that day. So Friday through Sunday, we're looking Love at choir on
2: Thursdays.
0: If anyone wants to join choir.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank, thank, you, thank you for mentioning. For- so 6
0: yeah. o'clock p.m., or you can show up at 10 o'clock, which is 610. <laughs> 10 and, uh, and that's only for 45 minutes. So you really are able to have a good choir time with the group. We like to have a little fun as well. So, And then singing for the choir is, is every other week right now. You have to show up at the church at, at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, And then for Friday through Sunday, the continuation of bye bye birdie going on. So feel free to check out the antelope Valley college website, uh, get some tickets. If there's any left, it's like a sold out. It's been sought after internationally. So definitely get your tickets and uh, Sunday night. We've got ignite. We're diving into just like what, what pastor John said, we're diving into the, who do you say that I am series. So, uh, 5 PM, is the start four o'clock that's five o'clock p.m midwestern time or and it's five o'clock p.m yeah five o'clock somewhere so so lots that's happening and you know as we're approaching fall one thing to keep in mind is connect with beth regarding this next one because there's a trunk or treat Boutique and that's October 29th and Beth, what is the time for that? Is it five to midnight? It's actually 3.00 PM to 5.00 PM. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. So if you are a vendor that uh, you would like to sell your items that you've created, Or yeah, anything handmade, because remember, it's a boutique, Uh, connect with (laughs) Beth, and she'll be able to guide you on next steps for that. Anything else that you have questions about, you can definitely check out the church website. It's PUMchurch.com, or you can email the office at office at pum com. And I hope that you guys can check out our upcoming series that pastor jim is going to start next sunday or are you going
3: to start something new actually i'm gl- I, I was just going to jump in so i'm glad that you uh gave me the mic i'm really excited about this sunday because uh, one of our very own uh, church members tracy mogg is going to be sharing her a testimony her story uh during the, the traditional sermon time and uh she's got a really powerful story she is she had a she had a daughter named Emily uh, in fact actually if you walk around the church we actually have a serenity garden uh dedicated to Emily uh, and and she passed at an early age um and so Tracy has uh and her husband have both been through quite uh a journey in terms of grief and healing um, and also the beauty of, of everything that Emily was just an incredibly, uh, bright shining star. And so I think this Sunday you will feel inspired and also moved. And, uh, it's an amazing, uh, I, th- I'm very much excited to hear more about her story, which I I've heard some of it, but not all of it. Uh, so that's coming to Sunday.
0: So are there any prayer requests for everybody this week? Beth, you raised your hand. Did I raise my hand?
2: (laughs) Um, I don't think I did, but I would like to continue to pray for the church and with all the repairs that need to happen. And hopefully that can um, be a smooth transition to whatever needs to be done. And cool, that's
0: all I have. Sounds good.
2: Tim?
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, I was just thinking um, the the prayer for me could be that just a reminder for me to um, spend more time with god every day especially when i'm having uh difficulties whether it's in the morning in the afternoon in the evening I, i've started carrying a bible around with me everywhere and uh, so maybe get, giving me the confidence um to just like reach out to god when i'm having some some discomfort uh and 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 the same same as last week um just uh, a prayer for strength.
3: Well, uh, we talked about anxiety during uh, regarding Pastor Jim's sermon, and uh, it's interesting. Just today, I found out that our plans with my mother-in-law, who had planned extensive amounts of time to stay with us throughout this coming year, it's going to be adjusted uh, because my niece, um, who sh- uh, who she normally lives with. Uh, has been experiencing a lot of anxiety and she's pretty young. She's only like, um, uh, I think she is uh, seven years old.
1: Um,
3: And if I get that wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, But she's, um, uh, she's been dealing with it. In fact, even has been to a therapist and, um, and so uh, in order to help support her and that, um, my mother-in-law will be going back to stay with them for a bit and, uh, and to help support her, but just prayers for her that she helps to, she's able to find a healthy way, uh, to address this at such an early age and maybe handle it in a way that, um, deals with things up front yeah. You know, and and gives her the tools and the resources and the confidence that she needs, uh, to to be uh, herself and 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 whatever it is that she needs for uh, her circumstances. I guess I could say.
1: Thank you for sharing that.
0: I have an update from. So last week I had a prayer request about the the girl that my wife taught, and um, unfortunately, the very next day, last Monday, she passed away. Cool. And, um, so they had a service, uh, this past weekend for her. She was, I think she was 15 years old. And, um, I think the beautiful thing about this is I think when God knows it's time, he, you know, he gives and takes away. Mm -hmm. Um, but Paisley was strong in her faith and she trusted God as a 15 year old. And I think she, was completely at peace and ready to go home, and so, uh, anyways, that's been I think a little tough for for Amber, but I think the Sunday might provide some healing potentially. So I'm yeah. excited about mm. uh, that. Um, and then hoping to get some prayers, just in terms of really in this spirit of transition of potential positions that I've been uh, diving into. So just continue prayers for that. And I think that's that's it on my end, but I'm excited for those that have been able to listen in on our second podcast. I think we're getting better at this. <laughs> second time. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, for sure. Yeah. I, I think I can agree with that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it was awesome to have our very own associate pastor, Pastor John with us to provide some more in-depth feedback on the sermon. Because- oh,
1: yeah, it was it was an exclusive episode here. We got we got the pastor, John, and made, made the whole thing uh, extra special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I,
3: it was great to join you. I I, I I hope you invite me back again next week. Probably I'm not. just kidding. <laughs>
1: <Probably
3: not. laughs> but uh, yeah, th- thanks for thanks for having me on. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
2: Yes, to our two to six million listeners. We hope you have a great week.
0: From different places, we all have different names. No matter what life brings us, Jesus is the same. We're just your Methodist to the madness. Methodist to the madness.